Before I begin, I have not formally had a chance to publicly thank all of you who have been praying for me these last eight years while I've been in formation as a deacon. I started my journey in February 2012 with a meeting between Father Wayne, Holly, and I. The application process took a year, then two years of discernment. Finally, there were five years of classes. It was a long journey. I say that not to brag on anything that I have done, but more importantly, to say to you, I could not have done it without you. Without your prayers, in addition to all of you, I want to thank Father Dave, Father Wayne, Father Albert, Laura Sullivan and Laura Graven, our deacons Jim Stanley and Steve Marks, and my, uh, and my own mentor, uh, Deacon Todd Offrey at St. Bernadette's. The final thanks go to Holly and Hope, Mom and Dad, Susie and Ted, for all their love and patience, for having to put up with the crazy classroom schedules and demands on my time, and for generally having to put up with me. I love you. Today, we are starting the celebration of Advent. Advent is a time when we wait expectantly and hopefully for the coming of Jesus. A modern-day equivalent I think we can all relate to is our current struggle with the coronavirus pandemic. Because of coronavirus, you probably had fewer people around your Thanksgiving dinner table this year. Or maybe instead of going somewhere or having people over, you spent the day at home by yourselves with only a FaceTime or a Zoom call. I know that's what we did. Now we are hearing reports of several vaccines that may soon be ready, possibly even by the end of the year. So there's a glimmer of hope. We think soon we'll be able to return to a semblance of normalcy. Then we can finally get together with friends and extended family. But in the meantime, we are stuck sitting and waiting and watching. We continue to empty our otherwise overfull calendars as things continue to be canceled. We are stuck in a forced time of waiting, hoping for deliverance for a virus that will be coming for deliverance from a virus with a vaccine that will be coming soon. That is Advent. In today's gospel, I'm sure you heard the word watch. When I counted, I found it used five times. At the time Jesus was saying this, some of the Israelites were watching and waiting for a warrior king to come as a Messiah. You see, the Israelites were being ruled by a foreign empire. The first reading says they wanted God to return, showing his power and might. But they were wrong. And I'm not quite sure you can compare a king coming to return to a nation to its former power and glory with the vaccine wiping out 
a pandemic and returning us to normalcy. But I hope you can see the analogy between those wishes of the Israelites and our wishes today. We're both wishing on the wrong thing. So if Jesus wasn't telling the Israelites to watch for a revolution, what was he really saying to his disciples? He was telling them to watch what was going on around them. He wanted the disciples to notice that he, the Messiah, was right there and already with them. He also was warning them that they needed to be ready to withstand the trials they would soon be facing. The trials associated with Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. Ironically, even after Jesus tells his disciples to watch in this passage, he will soon find them asleep in the garden as he's praying on Holy Thursday. And he will have to remind them once again to stay awake and watch. To watch and pray that they have the strength to endure the trials ahead. Now we know that the disciples eventually panic and abandon Jesus. But Jesus doesn't abandon them. Mark's gospel ends with Jesus coming back to the eleven, sitting and eating with them, just like he did before. And after the meal, before Jesus is resurrected, he reminds them of the work that now they have to start doing. So what does this gospel mean for us today? What should we be watching for? First, Jesus reminds us to look at what is going on around us. He reminds us that he is right here among us, that we will need to persevere in the trials of life that surround us. Whether those trials are things that affect all of us, like the coronavirus pandemic, or maybe they're trials that we're affecting only an individual or a family, Jesus is telling us that although we have to endure hard things, he will never abandon us. Secondly, Jesus promised that he would come again. Remember that it took a long time from when God made his covenant with Abraham, promising Abraham a Messiah, until the Messiah finally came. Likewise, it's going to be a long time from when Jesus ascended into heaven until he comes back again. As Advent reminds us, we should have a glimmer of hope, though, that Jesus is coming back in power and might. If you remember last Sunday's gospel, Jesus said, The Son of Man will come again in glory, and all his angels with him, and he will sit upon his glorious throne. But that doesn't mean we, need, we can stop watching. And according to today's gospel reading, that doesn't mean we can stop doing good works. Just like the servants in the parable, we all need to keep doing our work. So how are we going to watch and wait for Jesus? What is the work that we should be doing while waiting on Jesus to return? We talk about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving during Lent. Well, these practices are just as appropriate during, the, during this time of Advent. If you're looking for some specific ideas, I'll give you a few. Why don't you come and spend 15 minutes in front of the Blessed Sacrament 
on Wednesdays during Advent and then stay for evening prayer and benediction. Or if you'd rather maintain social distancing, instead spend just 10 minutes of quiet time with Jesus every day. Get your heart ready for the coming guest of honor. Consider this to be your Zoom call with your brother Jesus during the Advent season. In terms of fasting, give something up like sweets or alcohol from now until Christmas. These are two things we often overdo during the holiday season. So instead, save them for the church's Christmas season, which doesn't start until Christmas Eve. Regarding almsgiving, why don't you give a little extra to your favorite charity or support a new charity this year? The pandemic has had a significant effect on many people. Consider giving to a charity that supports the poor, the hungry, or the homeless. When we share with the less fortunate, it helps us to remember and show gratitude for all the blessings that we have been given. And what better way to show God that we appreciate our gifts. For us in the Northern Hemisphere, Advent comes at the time of the year with the most darkness and the start of the cold months. It is easy to be sleepy. Will Jesus come and find us watching or will he find us asleep? As we focus on this forced time of watching, of waiting, Let's incorporate some penitential practices into our preparation for Christmas. Maybe this will spur us to stay awake and watch for Jesus' coming at Christmas as well as his coming at the end of time. Peace.